Hello, welcome to episode 251 of Three Beers and a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Hello. Colin, we're once again doing this by Zoom after yes, last week's meet-up last in, week's, week's, in person. Um, Anarchy laden madness, um, which which was fun, but I'm, I'm kind of. I know at first I was quite reluctant to, to do the, the kind of zooms and stuff like that, but I'm starting to appreciate that there's an intimacy. That, it is, yeah. yeah. You, you don't feel you're on. You don't feel that people are looking in and talking about, and it feels like it's just between the two of us a little bit. So yeah, you're like, in your own house, you know. You're, you're kind of shielded away. There's definitely a, an intimacy to it that, that yeah you don't get when you're. But for a long time it was just me and you doing the pub, so it's like it's always kind of that was how it eventually started bringing people in. People, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just us, and yeah, then we started bringing in special guest stars, and yeah, stuff like. some <laughs> Fe- guest stars are a lot longer, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's nice still, it's still, it's good we've got the option, we can still do the Zoom option, and then we will try and do it in person more often when we get a chance. Yep. But even if me coming to your house or you come to mine, we can do it, do it that way now and again, just to, yeah. Enjoy just it that to way. Chop, chop and change and keep listeners on their toes going, oh, where are yeah. they now? It's also nice to see you guys. It's also nice to see you guys for like two and a half years. So it was nice. Yeah, to see I know. I know. There was lots of hugging, which was yeah. which was nice as well. Um, it was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I'm drinking um, a Dutch concoction um, called Hammer and Sickle. Um, the hammer's spelt with one M and the sickle's spelt with two Ks. I guess okay. that's cool. cool that's cool. That's hipster. Um, <laughs> from a brewer called uh, B- Brewerge de Molen. Okay. Sorry, any Dutch list. Yeah, <laughs> it just murders your fucking yep. language. Any from the low uh, counties, apologizes for that one. Uh, it's a porter with a, a, a 5.2% volume. And actually, as porters go, it's actually quite quite light for a porter. It's not cool. overly heavy. Um, quite, quite kind of earthy, dark taste, as you would expect from a porter as well. Um, so, not, not a too bad drink at all. It's from from the beer club that, that we that you have now that you've taken that on I have that you don't um, that I'm going to quit because I found out how much it cost me and I will be yes <laughs> I'll be stopping that very very soon um, get, get get a couple in the door you can store them away but then after that maybe just sort of cut out I, I had it going for about maybe a good like maybe a year almost yeah, yeah. and I got to the point of like enough beer in the fridge going like I don't, I don't only drink like essentially like one a week, you know. Yeah. So it's like yeah, yeah. If you could give me boxes every month of six in it. It's going to pile up very quickly yeah, as to yeah. how much I need. But um, I didn't know because it was somebody that gave me kind of one of these yeah. introduction codes, and, and I got the first key. one. Yeah, and then the second one, and I, I didn't know how much it was. Then I think it was you who told me when we were out last week. You, you yeah. told me how much it cost, and I was like, right, okay, I'm not. I'm not willing to shell that amount of money for seven bottles of beer or whatever it is. Aye, every month, yeah. I'll yeah. go buy seven bottles of beer at a cheaper price than that. For a fiver. Aye. <laughs> Co-op, so. My God, you're drinking um, stuff. <laughs> but yeah, as this one goes, um, Hammer and Sickle from the, the Brewerge um, de Moulin um, in Holland. It's all right. What are you drinking? You said the name is, is really cool. So yes, this one, first of all, is from the Adamson, Amundsen Brewery. A-M-U-N-D-S-E-N. So I think it sounds like the Explorer. It's a New England IPA. I'm not entirely sure where it's from. It might be American. I'm not, not Norwegian, I believe it is. Oh. But the um, the name is Apocalyptic Thunder Juice. Oh, that's, uh, <laughs> that sounds like something you probably shouldn't be drinking. No, um, I've had it before. I had it on the podcast, the Review of the Year with McFall. Um, that's just what I drank. Um, I got it in one of my wanky beer boxes. Um, and I found it in the... Um, the beer shop on Western Road, what's it called? Um, Western Roads. Um, Valhalla's Goat or Valhalla's... Yeah, Valhalla's yes. Goat, yeah. Yes, found it in there, so... It's like, oh, I recognise that one, I'm buying that one. I like that is, one. Is it strong? What's the, the it does content? taste very alcoholic, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's like it, there's, there's some fruitiness to it as well, but there's a, there's a, a strong, strong hint of you're drinking yeah. alcohol. You can't mistake it with drinking a fruit juice. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So just not too many of them. To no, just I was to drinking keep you, like keep yourself. the weekend. I drank something called Shindigger. It was like a mango, mango unchained. It was called. Mm. Um, and you could be drink. You could be mistaken for drinking like fruit juice. It's it's sort of it's so fruity. Going like yeah, that would go dangerously down. I think all the course of the I night. Think, I I find anything with mango in it, but the mango is just so overpowering. Overpowering that, that yeah, it just negates any bad effects that mm. you think. You're not getting until you realise. Fuck! I've drunk nine of those and I can hardly walk. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm done for now. Um, yeah. But but yeah, mango mango's always nice. Yeah. Uh, but no, you totally done me again. I thought it was been all cool with my my, my hipster Dutch Dutch brew, and you, you came along and shot me down with your Swiss can. And we've got one um, more fancy one for next week. Then after that, I'm going to have to. Um... I think I'm on to what, what was the, the brew dog that's left in the fridge. Basically, at that point, I think after that you're, you're going generic after yeah, that. After that um, one, yeah. Yeah, cool. So maybe stand maybe you maybe can upstage and you weather these days. Yeah, well, you had you, you've done you had just Springsteen. That was still there. Yeah, the that, that's my, my that, I'll never let you forget that one. I'll, no, that was a good one. I'll, good I'll one. bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so quickly, on to anything non-cinematic you've viewed this week that sort of jumped out at you and you've been enjoying. Um, yeah, I've got a few things actually. Kind of a couple of things on the burner. So um, just as we were touching on, just um, was a warm up before we were recording. Um, I binge watched Peacemaker. Okay. Um, which does this follow on from the Suicide Squad, or di- 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 directly follows on from it? So it's, you know, it's like so then, cut so, right next scene almost. Yeah. So spoiled yeah. from the Suicide Squad. In the Suicide Squad, he's basically been left with a bloody pulp, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then he kind of the end, the end credit is him in the hospital, isn't it? Yes. Us falling over him. Yeah. So you know he's still alive, and uh-huh. this just, just carries on on from there. Oh, okay. Um, I don't really do binge watching a lot no. um, at all I tend to kind of spread things out but this was um, I watched the first one at kind of nine in the morning and, and that was me I was I was gone and I just sat there for the next kind of nine hours um, well, roughly an hour each about 45 minutes 45 each minutes, you, know, yeah. and um, you know but I had to go and do a pee and stuff like that a couple yeah, of times so to, <laughs> take a wee break um, great great fun um, it, it's given me an appreciation, uh, more not just this, but there's a few other things that I'll mention in a wee second of John Cena um, as an actor, but as a, a comedic actor. He's, he's, he's been very funny. I think he's in that film with um, oh, the, the Friends one, uh, vacation, uh, the Vacation Friends one as well. That one, but I was thinking the Amy Schumer one was it, um, the woman she's it oh, yeah, no, the, the one where he plays the, the stripper. Ah, oh, good night, yeah. and he was in. Um, He's funny in Peacemaker, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I think he's been even very funny. Um, what was when he plays a dad, and it's like the kids. Yeah, he was funny that as well. Yeah, so they all, all try to like enjoy their prom night, and he's chasing after them because he thinks they're all yeah. having sex and stuff uh, like that. He's pretty funny in that as well. Even things like Daddy's Home, he's not in that a lot, but when he does, he kind of rocks in, does a wee funny bit, and then he goes. But he's yeah. really finding his... I mean, I, I don't know. I think maybe his older stuff, like the Marine and stuff like that, was a bit... You know, I think he's trying to be the rock at that point. That was a kind yeah, of yeah, try, and he's maybe found he can't be the rock, so he's got to try and find it. So rock doesn't really do comedy as much. Yeah. The rock, yeah. The rock can be sly towards camera and he can sort of be um but Cena seems to not play quite as much earnest roles. He seems to yeah. go more for the sort of tongue-in-cheek roles, it seems to suit who he is. Yeah, definitely. And it, it, it nails us again. He's, he's just kind of taking the character from the Suicide Squad, which was a standout character, and, mm. and he's just, you know, embellished it and, and given it flesh that it, you know, it needed, even though you don't realise it needed it. Um, it is an absurd well, character as well. That's, that's the thing as well. Completely bonkers, but it introduces some really cool characters as well. So there's other characters in it that are 
almost as cool, um, you know, and it, 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 it fits perfectly into the Suicide Squad movie universe as well. It doesn't feel like a separate thing, you know. It, it does just feel like this is where exactly where it would have went anyway. Is it um, one and done? I'd probably watch it again, but no. no I mean, as in, like, is there scope for a second season, or is it? I, th- I think I think maybe do a second season. Although I would like to see him maybe flesh out maybe some of the other characters possibly. Right. Given them a wee, a wee the rat one, I thought had a lot of scope to be fleshed out. The girl, the yeah, rat, rat catcher, yeah, because you had the whole Taika Waititi background story as well. For one for half a scene, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. So that could be. But um, James Gunn, he wrote all of these. Um, apparently, he was during COVID, he was bored, and this this was his project. <laughs> his project. Can knock this out of the park. Um, and he, he directs six of the eight episodes. Um, wow. So, you know, it, it's, it feels like James Gunn. You know, it doesn't the feel like he's trying to be James Gunn. It, it, it's him. Um, I, I scored it an eight out of ten because there is, can there is times where they repeat the gags a wee bit. You know, you're doing eight episodes, 45 minutes. Now and again, it does fall into that kind of, you know, you kind of done that already. So, mm. then again, it kind of does that. But overall, eight out of ten. Um, nice. Highly recommend it. Um, it's, it's made for idiots like us. I look for. I, I do mean to watch it. Just there's so much on to watch now that I just um, to... what I would say is it's maybe dropped off Sky now because um, oh, when I was watching it, it was six days remaining. Ah, I'll get it so, eventually. Yeah, make, yeah, it'll it'll come, it'll it will. It will for sure. Or, or, you know, get the box set of that as well. But it will. It will. It's not going to disappear. You know, no. so it's going to resurface eventually. And when it does, there's also there's so much to watch right now that if I miss one thing, I don't. I'm not as bothered. There's other things I can watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, on to the next thing, um, I'm. Uh, we, we kind of spoke about it last week, me and Lorraine, um, the flight attendant season two. Okay. So we've, we've decided to to play one. With it. Uh, we're on to episode five now, and I, I kind of hate myself for doing it. I'm that way where I've watched too much to say I don't want to watch done. this anymore. Yeah. But I don't want to watch it anymore. Right. So okay, I'm in it till the end, but I'm not I'm not having a good time of it at all, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. Um the first first season was was phenomenal, something really different, really quirky, really it, clever. And a funness to it the last, yeah, the last season, yeah. This this is is just the opposite. This is just a mess, you know. The, the, there's no plot, um, you know, it's just a series of fucking mishaps that, that make no sense and it, it there's no narrative that makes that was really the first season had a mm. definitive line in a story and you go right it's a bit like you know how often can the same shit happen and if yeah. you then you start like in a bigger story you go it just seems like you're trying you're, you're almost layering the mythology and you're trying you're trying to find mythology to try and bring a story yeah. in and it's like it's, it, the story's it, done exactly what this is it, it, it's it's the, the the second season that we never needed um, you know, right. this should have been same with Walking Dead should have been you know first season Beautiful viewing, amazing to watch, and then done. But the Walking Dead is purpose. Push. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it going forward, but the, 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 I can see the purpose and continue that on. You, it's, it's a world you can just live in. Mm. Whereas the flight tenant world is sort of like they've made it into like the sort of there's, there's too much like a, like, a, like a conspiracy story, a spy story, and anything going yeah. on. It yeah. seems like too much that, that sort of now this feel like to happen all at once. And the fact this was all lying in wait just in case this thing, this one thing happened, it's sort of like, yeah, uh, yeah it doesn't yeah. seem like it's going to... It's, it's very annoying. Annoying yeah. is what it is. It's very, very annoying. Makes me go, and the last thing I kind of watched... Well, I think we will watch because my good lady also really much enjoyed the flight attendance yeah. so I might have to watch it at yeah. some point. Um, but by all means, again, it might just be me. Um, yeah. yeah, that's my feelings. Uh, last thing that we've st- we've only seen the first episode so far is the Midwich Cuckoos, which is based on a novel which has been filmed, God knows how many times before. It's so just it's children of the corn, basically. Um, 
almost the pretty. I mean, I'm not spoilers here. This is, this is lifting it from the book and stuff. Is basically a village. Something happens to it. all the women become pregnant at the same time. They all have these kids, and the kids are like children of the damned. Idea, yeah, they've got the mm. weird eyes and bad shit happens. That that that's it. Pretty much. Oh, all I can think of the Simpsons episode, the bloodening. You ever seen that one? When it's like the the. Mo- they all go to a movie to see a film called The Bloodening, and that's basically it's all these kids with glowing eyes who make the parents do things like they can do like psychokinesis and stuff like that. This is probably not the similar at all, actually. <laughs> um, it, uh, it's a really good premise, um, yeah. but it, it's I've only watched one episode. I'm going to give one more a shot, and if I don't like it, I've, I've said to Lenin, I'm going to bail on it. Um, yeah. it, it feels very much like a BBC drama, um, the acting's very stilted, very BBC. Um, Big names in it. Um, Patrick Robinson, who was Ash from Casualty. That's, that's not um, a big name. And some other dude that I can't even remember his name anymore. That's how famous he used to be. Right. So it's 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 not, not even got like, like, say, like a, like a name. It's not even got like say for example Jude Law playing in it, or even like sort of like a Tim Roth playing the league role or something. No. Like there there is one one fella who who is famous. Um, I should, give me two seconds. I'll, Quickly to tell you who he is because I should know who he is. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I actually the, the premise looked really interesting to me, and I think I've heard of the book. I've not really read the book, but I, they, it seemed like a good mystery. Um, but I just felt when I saw the trailer for it, I thought there's no big name attached to it. It's sort of been made by STV or ITV on that kind of budget, so it felt when we're so used to like American TV and the budget's been spent on that, it's sort of the new golden age of television. It felt very sort of something from the early 2000s as opposed to something now it felt cheap when i was looking at the trailer for it and maybe that's harsh. yeah no I, I can't find his name it doesn't fucking matter who is he's in it anyway um but yeah i'm, I'm not entirely convinced i'll give it one more because sometimes you know the first Sign episode, the first episode yeah, 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 so, yeah. you know i'll give it time but um if, if it doesn't catch me by the second i'm, I'm going to be on this one because i've already watched one thing that i'm not kind of happy about so I don't want to be in the, the trap of watching two together. Right. Um, so, again, sci-fi, and if you like sci-fi, it's probably worth checking out anyway. And, you know, if Mate. you don't mind that that kind of level of production, then you'll maybe get more out of it. And, yeah, it's a, it's a classic, the book. As I say, it's been, you know, it's been filmed before. It's been, there's been TV shows made of it before. It's not not new ground. It's treading by, by any means at all. Mm. So, yeah, there's, there's probably... Every other version is be- yeah. better than this one. Um, but I'll, I'll stick with it and let you know. Next cool. week, and you have got end of this month. You've got the second season of um, Only Murders in the Building hangs out. Then this, this yes, month. yes. But I, I do have worries that that might go into flight attendant territory, where um, this story yeah, might not yeah. support it. That's my worry with that yeah. one as well. Um, hope yeah. I think it's got, I think it's got a better, obviously got a great cast in it and it's got good writers in it. So I'm, I'm hopeful, but I do have yeah. that slight worry about that one as well. Like, I, it was, I, you know, exact same. That fear is there that you know you, you've kind of you've had this amazing idea. Do you know what I mean? Do you just leave it and you know be happy with that, or do you push and take it? Which, well, maybe, maybe they will. Um, yeah. you watched it, the only not... thing I've watched this week of interest in TV land was something called Dope Sick, which is on um, Disney mm. Plus. Um, I think a lot of people have been watching this. I managed to finally get to it. I'm, I'm now realized I don't have to keep up with everything. I'm quite capable with TVs to watch it when I get when I come to it and I get the leisure to get to watch it. Um, and this, I'm very much glad I did because it's, it's all about basically the opioid crisis um, yeah. and specifically about. For the couple of stories, it follows the, the, sort of the, the law enforcement trying to bring down the Sackler Empire, who sort of like pushed this drug. Also talking about seeing their side of like how they pushed it, knowing what the fuck they were doing, and just maximizing profits over you know health. Which and then you also welfare, have the, yeah. the story yeah. of like this small town in like sort of I think it's um, 
like Pennsylvania. It's all minors and it's the local doctors giving all the pills to these people. It's all the old residents thinking it's helping them and he's getting half the time addicted to opioids and he himself is hooked on them and it's him trying to find his way back as well. Is is it specific to OxyContin or is there more drugs? Is it? No, OxyContin is sort of a specific drug to that. Yeah, it's the, the, the dosages went up and up and up. It started off like a 10 milligram pill. Um, and people got resistant to that, so they ended up bringing something like a 180 milligram pill out. So it was like something they said, you know. And the big thing about this was that it couldn't be addicted, it wasn't addictive, only less than one percent of people got addicted to it. Um, in reality, it was probably the flip of that. Um, and because it's, so it's a drug that actually changes your brain chemistry to the point wow. where you actually, your body actually, like it, it's not like heroin. If you, you take heroin, your body doesn't need heroin, it, mm. it, it likes it when you have it, yeah, and then eventually it needs more and more and more of it. But when you come off yeah. it, it'll take you time to detox off of it, but your body will eventually not crave it in the same way. It's, it's a mental thing, your body will crave it. Yeah. This actually changes your your brain's chemistry, where actually where it physically wants it, and it will make Back you do nothing in. else but go for this. And it's it's quite it's, it's, a, it's a very tough watch. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was excellent. It, the only thing I would say me about it is it, it's over like maybe four different time periods. So at times it did become a little bit. You had to sort of reorientate yourself as to where you were. Sometimes jumping around a lot, jumping yeah, around a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. that's that's something I saw after the first two episodes. But the kind of timelines get a bit more condensed, and you can start figure out where people are at that point in time. Um, um, my, my boy Michael Keaton's in this. I've heard he's a standout. Keaton is excellent. He has got the best the plum role because he's a, he's a, the, the the local country doctor who then gets sort of like corrupted by evil, and it's his journey to corruption, and then coming back from that. Um, but he's he is definitely he's Michael goddamn Keaton. Um, mm. so he is mm-hmm. he is without doubt the, the standout in it. But it's actually got a really good cast. Rosario Dawson is in it. She plays like sort of the main sort of FBI um agent. Um, and she's obviously Rosario Dawson, so she does she's always yeah faultless. Faultless in every way. Yeah. Uh, you've also got Will Poulter. So you get to see Will Poulter and Michael Keaton do some proper good eyebrow acting because they are probably got the two people with the two best eyebrows. Shit, yeah. I, I really, really like Will Poulter a lot. Yeah, he's, I, think he's that, good. I think he's an immense talent and he's got so much more to give. I yeah. look forward to watching this just to see him as much as Michael Keaton. You get Peter Skarsgård in it. He plays another um, like FBI agent. You've got Michael Stuhabarg, who's also... He was an... Um, he's... He's in Doctor Strange. He's a doctor um, who talk, who's like sort of the mm. competitor with Doctor yeah. Strange. He's, he pops up in it. He plays Sackler. He's excellent as it. Um, and you've also got Caitlin Dever, the girl from Booksmart. And she pops up in it. I'm a big fan of. She was excellent in this. So really good cast. And, and it's a cast all filled with names. You, you recognise the faces. You know who they are. And you sort of like, oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so it was, it's very, very well done. Um a tough watch, not I would say a happy watch. Obviously, based on the, the content of it, but, yeah. Um, yeah. definitely one that's um, that's, that's worth your time. Out of ten, what would you give it? Probably give it a solid eight or nine out of ten in yeah. terms of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, each episode also is quite concise in what it's doing as well. Which I thought was mm-hmm. a, I enjoyed this more than enjoyed the dropout, which is the one Amanda Seyfried. Um, she plays mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the diagnosis woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed yeah. Dope Sick more. Um, and enjoys it, like I said, the wrong word, but I, I feel like I got, and I, I got more from it, even though I've read up a fair bit about it already. I still feel like I got mm. something from it. Yeah, yeah. So. Cool. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. And I'm, much like you, I've kind of got to that point now where I'm like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff I want to see. I'll see it. Do you know what I mean? I don't need to, you know. I mean, you take my fancy get, get, one evening, I'll sit there and I'll go, you know what? I quite fancy watching this. Yeah, yeah, it's not something I'm going to put aside personal time and you know other things just to watch. You know, I'll get to it when I get to it, and when I exactly. do, I'll, I'll enjoy it and I'll I'll, I'll savor it. Yeah, I'm yeah. much like that just now myself. Yeah, 
Awesome. Yeah. Um, let's go into movies then. So we'll start with one Netflix movie that you've not seen, but I have seen, and it's called Room Springer, um, which is subtitled An Amish in, uh, Amish in Berlin, um, directed by Mira Thiel, who directed lots of German TV and German movies, who, which I'm not even going to try and pronounce the title of them. Um, <laughs> the plot of this one, it's about Room Springer, which is sort of the time when an Amish child or young man, usually, I think it's young women as well, I'm not sure young women as well, maybe young, I know young men do it anyway. They sort of leave the Amish community for, I think, a couple of years. Oh, yes. You've got to experience the world for what it is. Right. Um, the sex, the drugs, the drink, the you know decadence of, of what modern life is. They get their fucking freak on, is they what do. they do. Yeah. And at the end of that, they decide do they want to stay in that world or do they want to come back to the sort of the Amish community? And I was reading about it one time. I was amazed that like so the, the rates of coming back are something like like eighty or ninety percent come back. Hmm. Which makes sense. They go like that's the world you know, and that's your family. So why would you know? I, I guess so as well. Like because I'm not religious. Um, I know I know you're kind of. More body and Catholicism than I am, but I'm aware of it. I, I, I guess it's ingrained. Do you know I mean, religion yeah, is, it, is ingrained yeah. into them. So you know, why wouldn't they go back? Because that's you know, that's I, I, I don't know. I'm speculating. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm you're thinking, you know, is is the life they've got where it's like everybody's happy? It seems like and everyone's sort of very looking out for each other. And there's a lot of love in their, their relationship. Is it worth giving mm. up for the sake of a mobile phone? Mm, I don't know if yeah. it is. Yeah, you know, having a drink, you know. Yeah, 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 it's really, yeah, maybe not. Anyway, so the plot of this film is: young man goes on a room springer. He's from Pennsylvania, but he goes, he speaks German because he's, it's you know, German, uh, amateur German, German. Um, like, I think maybe German. Yeah, German Dutch. I think I think maybe German Dutch crossover. Ah, something like that. So they're, they're German, yeah. the German speaking a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they they end up. He ends up going to Germany to discuss to. to um, on his Rumspringer. Um, while he's there, he, at first moment he's off the plane, his bag gets stolen, so he's then got to try and locate his bag. Um, but all the way, he kind of bumps into sort of a, a morally decadent young man um, who sort of takes him under his wing and starts to show him what the, the world's about. At the same time, he is changing him with his innocence and you know his very loving outlook on life. And it's just so it's not going. nothing new. We've kind of seen this type of no, story. Same, same yeah. thing before. Um, yeah. The cast in it, you know, there's a lot of people in it who we don't know. Um, Jonas yeah. Holdenrider plays the main actor, uh, the main sort of the Amish kid. Uh, Timur Bartel plays the um, the one that they sort of uh, the, the the corrupting element or the non-corrupting element, the men you look at. Um, Leon Ulrich plays a friend, and Gizim Emily plays sort of a love interest in it as well. Um, what I find really funny, but I see if someone see anyone who's not Amish, they're called English. Oh. Oh, regardless, you, uh-huh. you, you're Amish or you're English, that's it? Yeah, that's it. So that's he, he calls, he calls the, his friend in letters back home as um, my new friend, Eng- uh, blah, 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 who's English. And he goes, he's not, he doesn't speak English in it, but he's English. This society of like, that's the outside world is English. Hmm. That's weird. That's, that was odd, yeah. That's an odd one. Um, but I, I'm, I'm going to stretch out and say that the Amish community, religion, whatever it is, was a thing before. Kind of America became yeah, it's, it's yeah, Germans, yeah, I guess. it comes to Germany, I think, yeah, and that's yeah. and they they move yeah. that's why you get um there's a big swathes of like Germany and uh, sorry, Pennsylvania and things like that are um, mm. are, are, are German because um so it's it does sound like Bismarck and things like that, yeah. It does sound funny. Um but, yeah. So we'd mentioned off camera two words that don't go together side by side is German comedy. No, they don't. They can do. They can almost do a black comedy, you know, sort of like you know, sort of really dark, dark comedy. But like an out-and-out comedy does seem like kind of beyond the German spirit a little bit. Yeah. This is something, mm. but the, the mindset doesn't really get it. And this is not an out-and-out comedy. It's funny, but it's not got like sort of an out-and-out comedy vibe. It's not like, for example, it's not a road trip. I looked at it more like a super bad, you know, kind of thing. I felt, I thought, mm. I felt the vibe was good. The trailer gives you like a super bad vibe. 
crossby kingpin you know kind of maybe almost like a laugh at really crude it's not it's a lot sweeter than that it's actually um actually kind of it's it's nice it's like it's sweeter than expected it's very much a coming of age thing as opposed because like he only has like 21 he is coming of age you know he's like sort mm. of he's 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 still mentally quite childish in some ways. He can do a lot of amazing stuff, but he's still quite cute with ways of the world. Um, it, it, for the most part, I, what I did like about it, it doesn't laugh at the Amish community. It laughs with them, and sort of laughs with their idea of like that's so stupid. That he's do this from like why? Why do we in our world do this? When you, like why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, why mm-hmm. don't you go up at crack of dawn? Well, what's the Well, you go up at crack of dawn, you can do more of your day, and you feel more fulfilled in life. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it doesn't laugh at them. It, it sort of laughs along with them, which I thought it, it could easily be the other way around. We're all just poking yeah, fun. Yeah, because it, it isn't. It's an easy target. Most yeah. religions are an easy target, so it's good to see something not just. It's, it's always like American pickle. I'm kind of getting ah uh-huh, similar, similar vibe. Yeah, it, you yeah, can easily yeah. take the piss, but in, in a way, you, 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 by not doing it, you actually it opens up a better film. Um, yeah. And the, the, the sort of main central relationship is the, the two guys who meet and become friends and I thought I thought at one point we're going to sell a sort of like almost like a gay like a homosexual relationship between them like sort of like this was like sort of him realizing he's he's not just he's he's he doesn't just want to join or he wants to inspire what he actually feels like he is gay in some way and I thought yeah. that's what they're going to they don't go that route and that, that yeah. didn't so, but it, it had that moment we felt like that too we kept thinking of them in sort of very kind of sexualized situations and yeah. um, so I thought they might try and go down that route um, and that would be sort of another thing. Like obviously, that I'm imagine, I imagine in the Amish world, that's something that's frowned upon. I would imagine. I'm, I was actually going to bring that up and say that that'd be that's maybe an interesting movie or something because I actually don't know what their yeah. views on on you know homosexuality are. I'm, I'm completely unaware. I don't yeah, know. They're if they very, frown upon they're it very or... old testament. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to assume they're very much against probably it. Probably don't. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But, I, but I don't know. So I thought we were going to do that. But then it's really focused on this sort of friendship, the sort of loss between these two guys, and they sort of again, they sort of, sort of become. You know, one opens all one up, and one opens all one up. You know, in sort of in different mm. ways, and sort of see the world through their own eyes, and equally become sort of more tolerant of their own world. In yeah. many ways, um, it's a bit longer than it needs to be. It's like an hour and forty-five minutes. Mm. Could have lost twenty minutes because it does drag in the middle. Because it feels like the story of finding the bag is sort of wrapped up within about forty minutes. So I'm thinking, where's the film going to go at this point in time? That felt like that was a natural conclusion to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then it, that's when it becomes more of the story of the friendship a little bit. Um, and and it, be, it takes a sort of different tact, which is still sweet and nice, but it did feel like it did drag a little bit uh, in the middle yeah. of it. But for like a Netflix original sitting at home watching, I've, I've seen worse. And, you know, as, as a German comedy, I can't remember that many have actually seen, but this is definitely in a, a high level of German comedy. Yeah. I, I, well, it kind of asked, you know, what should we watch and recommendations? And you gave me two. Um, yeah. I didn't watch this one. I watched the other one you gave me, um, and I'm kind of full of regret and remorse. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, um, which we won't get on to soon. Um, out of ten for this one, uh, six out of ten. Uh, not bad at all. Do you know what? I actually might check it because I really, really did enjoy American Pickle in a big way. Um, yes, and it does sound like it's got kind of similar vibes. To, to, to... Yeah, maybe not out and out as comedic as, as American yeah. Pickle, but definitely it's 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 in that ballpark. Yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, you have convinced me, sir. Well done. There you go. See, um, one to that one, we'll go on to one that is on Sky Cinema. Um, it's a Sky, I don't know if it's a Sky Cinema original or, or they've just bought it. I'm not entirely sure of that. Maybe you know better than me. Um, anyway, no. a film called Jewel, directed by Riley Stearns, who directed the film called The Art of Self Defense, which I recall you kind of liking. I liked that in a big, big way. Yeah. I really enjoyed that, yeah, massively. Also, in a film called Faults, um, 
which I think I saw, and I think I don't think I like that much. But anyway, so plot of this film is is um, main character is told she's going to die, and um, she's got a terminal illness. She's going to kill her in the next year. But in this world, you can basically you can clone yourself, clone falls around for a while, learns all your traits, becomes who you are, and then when you die, it takes your place. Your family don't feel quite as alone lost yeah or lost yeah yeah which um, is a great fucking concept and it's, it's done recently in a film called oh it had um the guy who's going to play blade playing it oh uh mahashara ali yeah uh-huh. i don't know which one you know um, swan song right okay okay he, he, he does it in secret though so he basically clones himself or gets himself cloned and he's him, it's him teaching his clone how to be him, but not letting the family know. So it just it's a seamless transition. Yeah. Whereas in this one, it's not that the family are very aware of what's going on. And yeah, they, they yeah. know when you yeah. When you it's die, all it's, it's a very commercialized, you know, TV ads for it and yes. stuff like that. And you know, um, doctors recommend you do this and, and shit I, like that. Yeah, yeah. The wrinkle of this is that um, the woman then finds out she's not going to die, um, mm. but Lord stipulates you can't have two people who are the same, so they basically have a year to prepare. And for a duel to the death, and whoever wins yeah. then takes that person's life on, and, and they remain the one person who is no, that person with, with that name. Yeah, yeah. that name. Yeah, um, in essence, that's pretty much the the whole film right there. Yes, uh, and in the film you've got Karen Gillian playing the sort yeah. of the, the terminal illness, also playing the, the clone. Um, you've got Aaron Paul who trains her for battle. Theo James uh, and Balula Kuali, um, it plays the, the husband as well. Um, start yourself, calls. What do you think of this one? Oof, I hate you. Um, very, 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 very much. Um, I put this on, and within about six minutes, I was a ball of rage and anger and fury. Um, I was really, really angry. Um, I texted you to say I was very fucking angry, and you texted back saying, yeah, but it's the guy that done the art of self-defence. Yeah. Um, the art of self-defence was funny, it had funny moments in it. It knew it was funny. Um, this didn't have any of that whatsoever. I had so this guy's his stick is that the, the actors deliver lines in a very monotone, reading off a card way. You know that that's how they speak. Um, you know things are very obvious. You know, like like the scene where you know, is that your dog? What this dog on the leash? Yes, it's my dog. Oh, that's your dog. Stupid shit like that, and it. <sighs> Yeah, when it's funny, I get it. When it was in a funny situation, or there's a kind of payoff there. But this, I, I don't know. I just feel like he, he's, he's not put any humor. Maybe I missed a humor. I just felt it was so fucking unfunny. And because there was no humor, there was no payoff for the way the lines were staged and acted. It just seemed like bad acting as well. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's trying to be a comedy. That's the thing. I don't think it's trying. I think it's more trying to be a sci-fi kind of horror almost. The, the, the perception of it. it what, to me, it echoes more of like the Lobster, where it's a reality you recognise. You recognise everything in it, but it's fundamentally different from ours. It's not like she's the only person to behave like this. Everyone behaves the same. Everyone is very that flat, dulcet tone the way they deliver yeah, lines and the honesty that, they have. But so it, that's but, exactly what it does in the art of self-defense. Yeah, but so for like, a reason, for a comedic reason, whereas for us, it's just fucking bad. It's like, well, that's oh. the thing. I think he said it. I think it's a film set in the same world as the art of self-defense, yeah. but in the same way that you get films set in our world that are like horrors, comedies, romance films, action films, and are done differently, but ultimately it's the same people doing the lines. I think that's the, the, the premise here. This is a horror film set within this universe that he's created. Oh, um, did enjoy it? I did, I did not, sir. I was... I was 
honestly, but it, I, I could feel myself twitching as it went on and on, getting more and more. And we, we're idiots, so we're the two idiots that sit and watch a film till it fucking rolls the credits, regardless. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, we will fucking sit there. And, oh, dude, I was, in my mind, I was cursing you. Uh, fucking, I've murdered you so many ways, it's unreal. Uh, Jesus. You watch it all? Every last fucking bit of Why it. Why'd you watch this but didn't watch Chip and Dale? Because Chip and Dale just, that really, that just, no. Um, dude, it was just, it was just fucking awful. And I mean, I, I'm trying to think of acting as bad or as, I get what you're saying, it's a stylistic choice, but without the kind of comedy or the payoff, it just becomes fucking horrible and st- Oh. I, don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying in regards to it. Like I, I, I kind of got that vibe from it as well. Like I didn't enjoy this fight as much as I enjoyed other films. Um, mm. But I actually enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Art Self Defense. Really? This, this felt more like it was it was built. That, that this world seems more built towards horror and like Black Mirror weirdness, um, which is what this the vibe this thing's almost got. Um, I enjoyed Karen Gillian in it because I thought she played the dual roles pretty well. I am not a fan of Aaron Paul. I've decided this now. He's he's not he's not good. It's like, how can you take one of the worst actors and make them the worst? <laughs> yeah. like we all love Jesse and Breaking Bad, but yeah. I've not seen Aaron Paul. In, well, I've seen him in one film since that's actually enjoyed him in, but he wasn't the main reason I enjoyed it. Um, but other than that, I've, I've, I've not enjoyed him at all. That's the exact same as you, dude. I, you know, I love Jesse, I love Breaking Bad, but that that was his moment. That's his moment. Right yeah. there, do you know what I mean? Stop. Um, and they keep pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. As I say, he's, sorry, Aaron, but I, I don't think he's a good actor at all. No. And when you give him this kind of dialogue, it, oh, it's insufferable. insufferable. He's, dead, he's also not a leading man in, in, in any way. No, no, no not, not at all. No, no. He's, he's, no. Hollywood has tried. I think Need for Speed was his sort of last big swing, and that never really worked out, and this is maybe what his level is. But he's always going to get that and credit, you know, because he's, yeah. he's always got that in the bank. But yeah, yeah, I've never been convinced by him on the big screen as a movie actor. Anyway, he's just never really the, done the nine flight for, for Louis Drax is the only other thing I can think that he was passable in, not even good passable. Um, other than that, I'm like, nope. No, as a film, yeah. I'm, I'm getting the name of it now for you. It's uh, he, he plays him in, um, I think it's Mary Elizabeth Winstead play like sort of um, drunks, um, and they try to get each other off booze, um, or is it? I'm just trying to get the name of the film now, and it's it's actually a genuinely wonderful film. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Lorraine keeps telling me to watch it. I know, I know what you mean. Uh, I can't remember. Eye in the, the Sky is not bad. He put, he's actually not bad. In Eye in the Sky. That was sort of like a, the drone killer film. Um, yeah, I didn't get him in that either. Smashed is the name of the film. Um, Smashed. Lorraine keeps telling me to watch it. Actually, it's him and yeah, Mayla's of Winstead, and she should have been Oscar yeah. nominated for it because she played a wonderful performance in this. Nick Hoffman's in it as well, Megan Mullaney, Octavia Spencer, and stuff like that. That's a, he is very good in that film. I'll give him that. But that's maybe he's like, well, this is maybe a bigger idea. I wish I'd watched that. I wish I'd watched anything instead that I saw. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd watch Chip and Dale again just if I can. Yeah, honestly, it just it was a really shitty, shitty experience for me. Um, I'm sorry, man. I just did not. I, enjoyed, I think I enjoyed it a little more than you. I, I like yeah. I like the questions it was asking, um, but. I did find it ultimately predictable towards the end. I knew you kind of knew what was going to happen, um, but it did at times keep you on ease, get your kids on ease, and keep you on edge a little bit. But I, I, I would say I enjoyed it more than enjoyed the art of self defence, but maybe not as much as I wanted to enjoy it. Like I felt, I felt there's an idea there and a premise there that could have delivered more and never really did. 
definitely a good idea. Just fucking awfully executed. Um, right. Out of ten, what did you give it? Six and a half. Okay. IMDb doesn't let you do zero. So oh I no, it's it, not a I zero had, film. I had to give it one. Oh, so I got, so got one, and so it's harsh. only because I couldn't. The stars don't let you go back. <laughs> you're defaulted. So, so you give, give a half a star on um, Letterbox then? Um, I've not put it on Letterbox yet, but if it lets me do that, I'll fucking yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I, I cannot endorse this film. Um, and I will vocally encourage people to to avoid it. Um, and dude, I'm I'm a massive Karen Gillan fan. You know, yes. I, I enjoy everything she's done. Um, you know, I'm a total fan of her. Um, but, but yeah, this is like I say, I blame you for this one squarely. You owe me for this one. I, I, a... I like to open your mind up to things, Colin. That's oh, all I'm doing. God, open my mind to, to ways to killing you next time I see you. That's <laughs> what you've done. <laughs> Right, I'm going to pause this now because I need to start a new thing up. All right, cool. I'll grab a beer. Okay, now on to our third film of the night, which is another Netflix original, um, which is a film called Interceptor, directed yeah. by Matthew Riley. It's his debut feature. He's partly very well known in Australia, particularly as a, a novelist. Um, I believe he wrote this is one of his novels, I think. I don't know if it's one of his novels, but he wrote, but he wrote a, he's known for writing the Shane Schofield novels, which apparently is a bit like a kind of Jack Reacher, Jack Ryan thing type. Books, you know, sort of big, tough American makes, men. Makes sense after seeing the movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Um, the plot of this film is that apparently there's two bases that America owns, or has, owns, has. They can shoot down Russian missiles if they decide to launch them at the continental US. Yeah. Um, one of these bases gets taken out, so there's only one now, one now, one base left. At the same time, someone invades part of a Russian base and steal 16 nuclear missiles that they're going to launch at America. Um, and basically the film is set on the other tactical sort of platform that can destroy these nukes as they try, as the, um, the terrorists try and take this down to clear the path for them to launch missiles. Blow up America, yeah. Blow up America, essentially. Yeah. And that's basically yeah. the film. Um, you've got the sort of the goodie in it who's trying to stop this from happening is Elsa Pataki, who is from Fast and Furious 6, 7, and possibly 8 and 9. I'm not actually sure. <laughs> then a bunch of them. Um, you've got Luke Bracey, who is in Home and Away and is also in Point Break, not the good one. Um, you've got Aaron Galen, Paul Cesar, and Marcus Johnston as well. Um, if you're wondering who those people are, then do not, because they will not. Yeah, they won't be, won't be troubling you, really you for any yeah. length of time. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would describe it as Die Hard meets The Rock on a Bloomhouse budget. No, that's a very good summarization of, of yeah, if you, if you were taking, you know, kind of pigeonhole it. Yeah. Actually, very good, sir. Very good. Thank well you. Um, what do you think of this one? Um, shamelessly enjoyed it oh, a, lot, a lot, lot more than I should have. Um, I enjoyed it as a throwback to 80s and 90s action movies. That, it, that's that's what it lives. Yes, that's what it wants it, to be. Exactly. It's a, it's a B-movie. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not got a massive budget. The, the, the acting is, is not particularly impressive. Um, <laughs> no, it is not. The, the story is, is, you know, been done a million and one times before, um, you know, but but it was it's just it's just mindless entertainment, um, which, you know, Steven Seagal, would churn this shit out in his sleep, you know, this, just Bruce Willis could sleepwalk through it. Take your pick at any 80s and 90s action star. I would they, not say Bruce. Could, Bruce would do better on this, but I definitely, this is definitely no, but he was sleepwalking this kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, to any, anyone like a Van Damme, whoever, I mean, it's, it's that kind of film. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of exactly what a 
got from it. Um, yeah. it. I'm not saying it was good. I'm just saying it was a complete mindless fucking... I think when you look at the poster of it, or even the trailer for it, you get exactly what you expect from it. The, the description yeah. of it, and you go, that's exactly what I got. I didn't get anything other than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did enjoy the... I'd say quite a chunk of it was, was kind of real time, like kind of 24 idea, you know, was, was yeah. set out, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I enjoyed that. I kind of found that... You, the ticking clock works. Yeah, it pulls you along with it and you did, you know, you were like, oh, you know, kind of hurry up, hurry up, you know. I yeah. kind of got, got me kind of going with that part of it, which I really enjoyed. Um, the negatives, uh, they're, they're obvious. The, the acting in it is fucking piss poor throughout. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the story... It is a white privileged American kid having a fucking tantrum. Um, yes, you know, essentially, essentially yes, yeah, that's what it is. It's, yeah. it's very poor white boy problems. Um, yeah. you know, or rich that. white boy problems. Yeah, yeah, sorry, rich white boy problems. Yeah, it's, it's exactly what it is as well. But but overall, it's, it's just a piece of hokum for all nonsense. I enjoyed it on that base level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, not, not but it's not good. Level. Oh, no, no, but that's what's good about it. If you yeah. know, like, when was Steven Seagal fucking good? Do you know what I mean? But I love Undeadly Ground. Do, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of shit. I know it's a fucking awful film, but for all the right reasons. Is Undeadly Ground I mean? the one that Seagal does with the seals? Yeah, where he's an Eskimo. One, one really insane speech at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, but saving the planet and stuff. Have, like you, that. have you ever seen the uncut version of that speech? I don't want to see that. Have a look at it. It's worth. It's worth a read. It's worth a look at. <laughs> but it's, it's exactly that kind of film where you yeah. you know it's nonsense. You know, and you, you know you're not going to get anything that's fucking you know got to be memorable after you've watched it. But mm. it's fun while you're there. I mean, it's exactly what I got from it. Did and yourself, go on. <laughs> like, no, no, it's it's definitely another example of Netflix content fodder. It's, it's straight to DVD, straight to video. It's, it's mm. that level, which is exactly what it's mm. aiming at. Um, like you said, the acting is so proper level at best yeah. um, with the effects to match that. Uh, yeah, match yeah. It. Um, uh-huh. The premise is solid to, to, for them to begin with, but then the, the story ultimately makes little sense and the stakes seem very distant in it because there's something they do about 50 minutes into the film to the to the to where they're based and you go... Why don't you just do that in the beginning? What, what was the big deal to get others to do other stuff? When you, you know, could have just done that anyway. Done yeah, that anyway. Like yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like a bit of a weird, weird McGuffany thing there. That, that, that kind of thing didn't really make much uh, sense to me. What, one thing I want to quickly bring up that, that really kind of upped me a wee bit is um, so the, the main protagonist, the, the hero, is is a army captain, um, uh-huh. female army captain who. <sighs> Was you know one of her superiors basically fucking tried to have sex with her to advance her yes. career, um, and you know me she, she tried to report it. Yeah, me, yeah. Too, me too. Um, five minutes later, they have her getting off her top and in the skimpy's vest. Everyone, you're like, come on, you fuck, man. You don't, can't, uh, you can't really have your, your that, that, yeah, 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 that annoyed me. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, come on, man, don't, don't fucking, you know, let's you know, you've got this really strong female lead character. Why she got to strip down to like a desktop? Yeah, Why yeah, yeah. we don't need a tight vest, you know what I mean? That's just fucking, you know, you're. Buying into your own fucking hyperbole that you're spouting out. Do you, do you know what, yeah. what the fuck? Um, so that that annoyed me a wee bit. I did en- enjoy the elements when it was quite um, like sort of confined and restricted. See, it was all just in sort of like the, the command module type thing and like sort of yeah. like, the, 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 like on the base. Yeah. That worked for me. As soon as they tried to expand it out, you know, and it felt bigger, then I, I really did sort of felt it lost. It, it, it overstretched the budget that. I, yeah, yeah. It's interesting to note there's no big massive city explosions in this film because obviously yeah. they didn't have the budget for that. But yeah. they barely had budget to go outside at most times. They look off it, you yeah, know. Yeah, no, de- definitely. It was very, you know, we've got 
three locations. Let's fucking milk milk them. Right. Um, if you can buy it the right way, you can make those locations work for you. Yeah. In some films, and sometimes I've done that very well. This film just didn't. It, it lost strength in the conviction, and maybe it's the first time director yeah. that he wanted. He felt he needed to make it bigger, yeah. um, and then ultimately the end of the film doesn't really make any sense. No, 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 not at all. You look, why didn't you do that? Yeah, or why did that happen then? So, trivia for for listeners. So, her husband is, the the actress's husband, Chris Hemsworth, is is her husband. Oh, he's in Uh, it. He falls in it. He falls in it as well. He produces So, he's producing his wife in this this, this movie that he also has a wee pop-up part in. Um, So, yeah, she's Mrs. Hemsworth. He's he's Mr. Patak. We're um, in... Giving him kudos for that, but we're we're against Mel having his girlfriend shoot his recent movie. Well, yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy world, man, crazy world. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I, I didn't realise it, um, and then I was reading some trivia, and I was like, oh right, that's why he he pops up in it as well. I wonder who. I always see his wife on like his Instagram and stuff like that. And I'm mm. thinking, who is she? So she's an actress. Yeah, I think I think I mean she's not like the worst actress. She's not. She's not the best. She's well. I'm not. I'm not saying she's got to get us. But I think she comes from. um, I think she's done a lot of Spanish soap and stuff like that. Uh, That Um, kind of dipped in out of movies as well. Clear. Hemsworth is not the greatest actor either. He's he's definitely. He knows his traits. He knows what he can do. Yeah. Yeah, and this feels very much like um, the, the extraction movies he's doing. It's it's definitely in that kind of genre that 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 you know kind of style and stuff like that. So we've got he's got one coming out next month. I think it's or next couple of weeks called like Spider Web or something. It's from the guy who did Top Gun. Um, mm-hmm. It's got Miles Teller in it, and it's sort of like kind of. I'm sure he's mm-hmm. in it as well, possibly yeah. kind of an espionage spy thriller. So he's obviously trying to branch out, and you think he must have some sort of overarching deal with. Um, Netflix at this point in time that's sort of yeah because he's doing a follow up to, to the last one extraction as well yeah, yeah so he's he did extraction too but um, it, overall honestly I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to I did go yeah. in expecting you know good here we go again and I was pleasantly surprised um, that there were moments of genuine you know like you know God I hope everything's okay you know like, yeah okay take the clock ticking and stuff like that so yeah a, a good B movie a good B action movie how about 10 um I just ah initially I was going to give it six. Okay. I decided to give it seven because reading some reviews and, and a couple of reviews um, were people saying I'm going to cancel my Netflix subscription. I'm like, don't be a dick. If this is the film that's going to make you cancel your Netflix subscription, you look fucking issues. Do you know what I mean? Um, well, I watched I beef up on Netflix. Yeah, and did you think I'm going to cancel my fucking subscription? Is a film that made you think I'm going to cancel my subscription to Netflix? No, no, right. So that. Fucking got my goat and blood. Um, I thought, do you know what? Just to bump it up in the fucking overall ratings around me, I'm going to give it an extra. We just to shut these these edits now. I'm going to cancel my subscriptions. Like, fuck off, cancel it. Who cares? Do you know what I mean? Okay. Netflix will miss you. You fucking bamper. That really, really annoyed me. Um, I hate okay. that shit. Out of ten, so <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to balance out your madness with giving it a five, but it does it because it does exactly what it says in the thing, yeah. and it does exactly what you expect. There's nothing. Yeah. And it's nothing that's sort of surprising about it. It does. It, you, you go into that film expecting what it is, and you get exactly what that is. And for yeah, that, you can for that it. alone, yeah. they got it on camera, they got it on screen, they got it out there. It's a completely you know five out of ten. It is utter guff and utter shit, and I would not recommend anyone to watch it unless you get nothing else to do. Yeah, but five out of ten. Absolutely. So average out, give it a five Thanks. and a half. 
Six. six. There you go. So it goes back to the, the average six. Average between five and seven would be six. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes back to the six that I was going to give it. But yes. yeah, that, that really got my goat. That I just, I just hate that shit. Do you know what I mean? Or, or people saying this movie shouldn't be made. I'm like, fuck off, man. You know, right. it's like, it's like, you know, it's hard to it's try. Like, it's like, I'm not going to do this because of this. Like, going, yeah, you will. Yeah, shut up. Don't, don't be silly. Do you know and you, don't you, be you, you're it. going to want to watch Stranger Things. So, And if you're going to be negative, be constructively fucking negative. Yeah. I mean, don't shout about cancelling subscriptions. That's just childish and daft. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, on from anyway. that, on to a film that is in the cinemas, although it is also on Amazon uh, to buy or to rent, and also Rakuten, and that's a film called Dashcam, um, directed by Rob Savage, or Savage. Um, just, I prefer Savage, I think. I prefer Savage as well. Dirty I French why, version, man. Savage for men. I don't know why I went all high something on that. Um, Rob Savage, um, <laughs> who directed a film in lockdown called Host, and um, it's a Zoom filler. Have you seen that one hmm. yet? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. It was excellent. And, Enjoyed it more than I thought I would have. I don't think I was as enamoured by you, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't yeah, a terrible big talk. Fifty eight minute horror film yeah. on Zoom. It does it does there's a lot with the medium, as much as you can do with that medium, which I thought was very yeah. impressive. Um, this one he's now under the guise of Bloomhouse, so they obviously um, budgets at a premium, but you know they know how to use it. This is basically it's a horror film set, you know, but primarily filmed by well, dash cams, but it's also it's sort of someone streaming on their phone. You know, it's like a, an internet blogger. Uh-huh. Um, does this stuff uh, essentially she goes to she's set during the pandemic she's in New York in Los Angeles she goes to Britain to be with former bandmates things go awry there because she's a pretty heinous person um, so she ends up driving a person's car but she ends up getting coerced into driving this person to a house in the middle of the countryside for reasons um, while driving the car to the countryside with this person in it it becomes very clear the person she's driving is let's just say is not who she pretends to be Let's put it that way. Um, okay. And all shit ensues from, from that moment on. So it's okay. very talky, I'm going to say. First very talky, but yeah. it's, I'll get into it in a second. So you get cool. An, cool. Annie Hardy, who plays who is a video blogger person on TikTok or something. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, she plays a sort of main role. So she, she is playing very much herself, I think, by all accounts. Only this in the horror setting. Um, Amar Shada Patel plays her bandmate and friend, and cool. Salem Baxter plays sort of the woman who sort of starts this, all this stuff in motion. Um, it's actually a very decent effort in a genre that, that, to me, honestly, has already felt a bit done and old. You know, the whole filming on cameras, you know, yeah. you know it, it feels like we've seen it before. We've yeah. seen it done badly before. We've seen it done yeah. kind of well at times, but it felt like it's a genre that, to me, felt tired and a bit done and I was, I'm kind of over it to be honest and then yeah. it always it still has that same problem that everybody has where it's like put the fucking camera down you know like, yeah. and just run you know has that issue you know the Blair Witch Project issue like why are you still carrying the camera yeah. and this, it makes yeah. a little bit more sense in the way that because you know people tend to film themselves all the time now you know it's yeah. that's, that's a kind of common thing yeah now. you see this like you'll see shit on Instagram you know and there's like a fucking puppy drowning and people and you're like, don't film it to help the it. fucking yeah do you know what I mean yeah no definitely it's, it, this is a thing yeah 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 so in that respect it it, it does have a little bit more life into this sort of genre that to me feel a little bit tired um the hundred K budget is that all it costs is used to its fullest you know it you can see you know it does a lot with it um it's got a kind of evil dead Blair Witch energy to it you know it's got that sort of like unrelentingness to it that the Blair Witch mm. Project and indeed the Evil Dead had at times, you know, which, well, the Evil Dead yeah. had more than uh, the Blair Witch Project had at moments, but just this constant energy just like churning and churning and every time, like it only, it only runs for like 75 minutes, but like first 
25 minutes, nothing happens, but the remaining 50-odd yeah. minutes, fucking, it doesn't stop, stop happening. You know, yeah. it just keeps going and going and going. And it, you think you get, it just seems to constantly just ramp up and ramp up and ramp up and ramp up to the point you're like, fucking hell, this, this is... Yeah, where, where, how high can this go? go before you start bringing it down again. So, yeah, and that's it's very well done. So, very much enjoyed that effort of it. The biggest failing of it, and I don't know if it's hard to, it's hard to, so I'm trying to quantify it in my head about it. The lead, Annie Hardy, is one of the possibly the most unlikable protagonists in a film I have ever seen. Is she like that? I've got a TikTok. Is she yes. like that on her blogs? Yes, life? that's the point. She is quite, she's one of the people who's very much like sort of doesn't believe in the vaccine, doesn't believe in COVID, very much a Trumpian type person. So she's very much a very, right. very, very, very unlikely human being. Yeah. And this is sort of amped up even more so in this film to the point where a couple of cinemas chains in England didn't show the film because of who she is. I think well, possibly um... a few cinemas refused to show it because of who she is. Okay, so, that's. Um, I'll, I, I, I'll, 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 I'll that. elaborate know. on this at the end because um, yeah. I've got some other stuff to, to yes. add to that, actually. So I'm not a fan of that. So she's, so I don't know if this is something that's intentionally done by a director to go, like, I'm going to give you a horror film and it's going to be an, a, a kind of almost an experiment. And can I make you root for someone who you. An unlikable person, such yeah. Such an unlikable yeah. human being. Um, is she, is she a character like the real person? Do you think she's a character that knows? No, because you know pe- people, you know, will buy into dicks as much as you know lovable fucking. Do you mean? Is she a no, character? I don't. I think. I think this is. Think, I, think, I think, think this is her. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I'm, I'm intrigued now. Yeah. If in that in that respect, I think it fails because it no, like you don't want bad things to happen to her because obviously she's a human being, and I'm, I'm not you know, wanting bad things to happen to another human being. Mm. But ultimately, I also don't really care. As well, which is a big issue, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people in the film who would rather see get saved rather than her, you know. Because yeah. even like even like an ensemble horror film, there's always the one person who ends up surviving at the end who you think, right, I'm glad because that's the one good person in that group. Even yeah, the group, yeah. of, even in the group of douchebags, um, the final girl is normally someone you want to root for. Yeah, you know this. No, the, the least douchey. <laughs> aye, the least douchey sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. But ultimately, someone this she is so unlikable. So so unlikable for the whole film, um, that it, it becomes a real kind of test of your patience of like, can I watch this person who I really don't like survive? You know, because all, all, all your instinct goes to I want her to, to survive the demonic presence, but no, but, but also but, no, but kill her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, would would it have been a worse film having a different character? Other than the, you know, like a fucking more like because and then if you put someone who you, who feels just like who's an unfortunate person who gets involved in this situation, mm. it becomes generic. It becomes a kind of film that you're not you've seen a hundred times before. So again, mm. this makes it different in yeah. that respect. So yeah, it's, it's hard, it, you know, because I, I give a lot of plaudits because it's some it's some great ideas in it. Um, it's it's pretty much unrelenting, like I said, for a good fifty odd minutes of the damn thing. Um, yeah. But it didn't have the same level of scales and impact that host. For me, there's a couple of moments in host that genuinely had me jumping out my chair in, in the house. <laughs> like, there's a couple of moments where You're I genuinely did absolutely big goofball, honestly. Honestly, it gen- it both of me, both me and Jill, both fucking like out yelps at one point during host. Um, whereas this didn't, and it because I think because this is it's a bit like some bits in, like, say, like the Evil Dead, where it's just it's so fucking constant, and so on. You almost don't have time to sort of even take it all in. It's just yeah. sort of like fucking hell, like, just, just, just noise, constant noise, constant movement. 
And then you get the thing where the camera starts spinning. You don't, you actually don't know what's going on. Sometimes mm. you know that Blair Witchian mm. thing of like, yeah, I'm looking fuck? at blackness. Yeah. All I can hear yeah. is stuff, and it's, and what I'm hearing doesn't mean that interested to know what's happening. Um, is so I've always kind of felt, me personally, these type of films, um, the, the kind of home video films, are probably better on a small screen. Do you think this would have benefited from being seen on a big screen, or were you, were you quite comfortable watching it? I think I'm watching the home. Um, I'm not really sure how it go on a big screen because because it's like it's been blogged a lot of time. So mm. down the right hand side of the screen, you have like sort of people commenting as it's going on yeah. almost. Yeah. So maybe in the big screen, I'll be able to see what they're saying because some of it did look quite funny in times. Yeah. You know, like mm. you know. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's a it's definitely it's definitely a, a, a who I'm intrigued to see what he does next. Yeah. I know he's doing a Stephen King adaptation um, next. God, uh, that doesn't mean anything, dude. No, that you're doing one. I'm doing one next week yeah. as well. You know, we're all doing one. <laughs> we're all seeing King adaptation in this. I can all watch yours go for yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing Bogeyman. Oh, I don't I've actually read this one. He's more kind of maybe recent. recent. Possibly, yeah, maybe, maybe so. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah, so. But I do like the fact that, that that's two movies that he's done now, both under 90 minutes. Um, I, I do appreciate a movie that, you know, it, it knows when it's fucking done. You know, yes, give it that. It's so unrelenting. It's so mm. unrelenting for 50 odd minutes. You're almost, you're almost happy when it ends, not because it's bad, but you're going like, I don't think I could take another half hour of that. Yeah, yeah, I, I need to stop. You know, I'm yeah. finished. <laughs> yeah, I need to leave. I need to go out people go outside. So um, yeah. I give it a very solid six and a half out of ten. I'm intrigued. Um, I might try and I'll wait until I don't have to pay for it because I'm cheap, you're not. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll watch it at that point. Um, Is that the yeah, GFT that, that... this week if you want to go and see the GFT in the big screen? But if not, you can get it for like, you can rent it for like £3, I think, on Amazon. Or wait three months and I'll get it for nothing. Promise. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. I think I'll go for option C, sir. Nice that. one. Um, next week, that's it for this week. So next week, we've got, well, I'm going to go and see men definitely this week, and we can talk about that because you know you've you been should to say go about see men. men. Yes, yep. I, I need to talk about that. I've got okay. stuff to say. Um, oh, sorry. Very, very, very. Okay. Re, um, rewind. So, yeah, you, you were saying, um, you know, like, like kind of this, this horrible character and stuff for like that. And, some cinemas were pulling it. Um, and there's, I was reading in the news today that there's um, another film that Cineworld has pulled because um, Muslims were protesting against it. And, yeah, I saw that, yeah. It shows the face of Allah, apparently, or something like that. The daughter and, of Allah. That's, that's, is the that's daughter, it. Um, and, and they've pulled that as well. And it's like, where's the line between, you know, freedom of speech? Where's, you know, because like, that, that I'm not. I know I'm not going to see this film. Um, yeah. You know, it's not going to offend me. Um, no. You know, but um, it's, it's a weird one. And we've seen it before. You know, um, Passion of the Christ, Last Temptation of Christ, Dogma. Um, you know, we've kind of seen films getting pulled and shit like that. But you know, I don't know, man. I, I don't think I don't think any should be censored that way. I, I do. Yeah. If you make a film specifically out to cause offence, then I don't want people to see it. I think it should be stopped. I'm, I'm yeah, like, that, I'm, that's different. That's that's different. I don't think yeah. I, don't, I don't think that film has been set out to cause a. Thing. I don't. No, not at all. I, don't I, I watched Benedetta a couple of months ago. I can imagine that a lot of Catholics would not like Benedetta. Mm. You know because what it does. You know. So, but, but why should they dictate that you can't yeah. see this? It's, why not ban Kingdom of Heaven? Kingdom of Heaven doesn't particularly paint Muslim people in a good light either. You know. Vinci Code. If you want to start getting silly, don't go and see it. Stead easy. Yeah, yeah but um, don't tell me I can't see it. Yeah. See it. And yeah. If a film is out to cause offence, then I have an issue with it. If it's not out to cause offence, it's just you're offended by it because of what's in it. 
Yeah. Then that's different. You know, like because yeah. like I can be offended by things and go, that's quite offensive, but it's not trying to be, it's, it's my own personal um, yeah. sort of like I'm bringing my own personal bias to it and I find it offensive. Mm. You know, yeah. I can find films yeah. the depiction of Scottish people in some films downright offensive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's it's an odd one. I'm, I'm not particularly happy with films getting pulled because of yeah, yeah. this. Um, but then um, again, I do understand that if they're saying, I understand it. I don't think cinema's pulling it based on moral I think films. they're saying safety. Safety. Because they're which... saying their staff are getting harassed and you go like, I kind of, no one deserves to go to their job and get harassed because of some filming. So I, I do yeah. totally get that. My question is like, why are they allowed? Why is the police not stepping in more and stopping this? But then, would you feel comfortable going to see that film knowing there's shit going on outside it that you go, oh, like, do I want somebody to come in here and do something? You know, you get any violence. Like, oh, what's it? I, I genuinely think I would because I want to see this. My choice to see that. No, film. I get, I, I'm, I, I I'm get not going to see it. It's not going to offend me. Do you know what I mean? Oh. I, I appreciate it offends you. Don't yeah. you watch it? Do you know what I mean? It's not going to offend me, and I'm not going to look at that. You know, particular scene and think, oh, that's you know. Thing is, I probably, haven't, probably haven't even watched it. And that's what the, but you know, mm. it's just the very idea of it. You know, it's like mm. it's that's what's more offends me. Like, how can you, how can you, you know, it's a very nuanced and subtle tale that actually brings sort of something out that you didn't really know was there and mm. might actually explain things that you didn't actually know people, you know, that they need explaining. Mm. But the people who are processing haven't seen it, mm-hmm. yeah. so they don't yeah. know this. Definitely a discussion for another podcast, maybe because there, yes. there's plenty of films that have been banned and censored and stuff like that. But I just sorry, I just thought I'd mention that. Um, out this week, so men, you're still men is out this week, yes, still out this week. So I might go and see that. But the big film this week out on Friday is Jurassic World Dominion, the yes. third part of the world trilogy, Jurassic World trilogy, um, trilogy mm. and the sixth mm. part of the Jurassic. So, Part, yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking at look, it, it, it's on paper, it's fucking awful. Um, Jurassic you know, Park. But it's Jurassic Park, it's got dinosaurs, it's got fucking Sam Neill's back, uh, Jeff yeah. Goldblum's back, Laura Dale's back. I'm, yeah. I'm there, dude. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. I'm, I was there, I was like seven years old when I first saw Jurassic Park. So, this is a film that that entire franchise is embedded in me now to the point where I will watch anything Jurassic Park. So, I've watched yeah. the, the films, I've watched the cartoons, I've got, mm. had all the toys as a kid. I still play the Lego games, yeah. Yep. I, I do all them. I play the video games. I used to. I played it, I played it on my phone, you know. Uh, yeah, totally, so, totally I'm, I'm in, in the same way as some people are in the bag for, say, the Star Wars universe. I am 100% in the bag for the Jurassic Park universe. Yeah. Yeah. They put in now with the Jurassic Park logo on it. I'm going to be interested in it, you know. And, it, it seems go, going by the trailer as well. It, it, it knows it's ridiculous. I mean, like a bit yeah. of the trailer where you know you, you're going to rescue up and it's like, yes, you know, it, it kind of knows as well. You know, hopefully, it's, yes. You know, it's hopefully went yes. beyond Spielberg Crichton science to just fucking madness. And yeah, and, you know, I, I, yeah bring it on. G- give, me, yeah. give me that madness. It gives, me, if it gives me an excuse to watch the other Jurassic Parks again. I will always take that excuse. That <laughs> makes my weekend is to have a binge of Jurassic, the Jurassic Park films. That would be a great weekend, sir. That would be yeah, fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. Um, um, in terms of other things, I'm not really sure as much out. I don't any, I've not had a look at the Netflix, Amazon, Disney releases yet, but if I find anything of interest that's out this week, um, I will give you a buzz and let you know we can discuss them. Well, um, you owe me a good one, or I'll, I'll you have a good one for either, you. Either way. That Spiderweb one might be out this week. We'll have to recheck and find that out. That might be out, but I'll have a recheck and find out. Okay. Um, until then, Colin, tell me what to find us. Number three beers in the movie. Uh, we're on Gmail, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. All, all, all those places, um, you know, so, so say hello, pop in, give us some likes, some comments and stuff like that, and tell us what, 
What do you think? Um, you know, did you enjoy Interceptor? Am I being too harsh on Jules? You know, should, should I should I give it one rather than zero? Why can't I give it zero? Fucking hell, let me give it zero, please. Um, I've been Colin. You've been Richard, and this is three beers in a movie.